Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Due to the COVID-19, it has been a while since our last episode, so it's great to be back to talk about Fort Wayne with all of you. On today's show, we'll be discussing one of my favorite topics, Fort Wayne Parks and Recreation. For an inside look at our Parks Department, I'm happy to be joined today by Fort Wayne Parks and Recreation Director Steve McDaniel. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, Steve, when the pandemic hit, our first priority was to keep our citizens and employees safe. And in order to flatten the curve, I know parks and recreation facilities had to close and programs for the children and adults had to be canceled. So let's start with some good news. What has reopened and is now available so that our citizens can have fun again as long as they approach the activity safely? Yes, Mayor. Um, just, just to clarify, our parks and trails were always open throughout the whole pandemic. And it was a place for people to come to, to have an opportunity to get out of their house. And it was one of the only few places that was truly open to them other than when they were shelter in place. So um, we did have to close um, facilities and buildings, as you mentioned. Um, and when we started approaching our summer, as we started opening up, our first priority was safety. And so from that, we followed the governor's back on track plan. And just recently, when we moved into stage four, we opened up the Botanical Conservatory and our community center. Both of those are open to 50% capacity per the governor's back on track plan. We also opened playgrounds and splash pads. Um, those were one of those things that um, they were following through the CDC, CDC's guidelines for not opening um, due to the fact that uh, there's so many touch points in a playground. Our team has also been working um, since the pandemic began um, with both new programmings and ways to modify our existing programs to meet those guidelines. Uh, our Fun Times is available online at fortwayneparks.org. It has over 60 pages of programs that we've modified to make sure that it's safe. Um, we've separated and broken out classes into a lot smaller groups and just has uh, quite a bit of programming for our community that's safe. Um, so if you're interested in looking for something to do, um, look to us. Again, our fun times are located at fortwayneparks.org. We decided this time to be um, online only instead of a printed copy for the fact that we knew that we were going to have to make some modifications. So when people do go to the playgrounds and, and uh, other facilities, uh, I know you, you're doing your best uh, as far as making sure the employees uh, try to keep things as, as clean and, and, as, and as safe as possible as far as our citizens. But our citizens themselves, I, I'm assuming that you're going to try to encourage them safe distancing and so on. Uh, it's probably, probably quite a task on a playground. It is, and, and I think it's understandable. Adults understand social distancing. Kids do not. Um, so, and I think that was one of the reasons why the governor had held off opening up playgrounds until we moved into stage four. Initially, it was planned for stage three, um, and then they, at the last minute, held that off. Um, and for, for us, we at the Parks Department have been doing a lot of different things to up, um, increase our um, cleaning and sanitation throughout the park. So uh, on a weekly basis, all of our playgrounds, all 58 of them, are sanitized. They're, they're cleaned. Um, and then all of our buildings, we've increased the cleaning. So multiple times a day, we're touching and cleaning those um, high touch points, the handrails, door handles, light switches, things like that. Um, we've also um, just made sure that um, um, 
we're trying to be as safe as possible. So when you do bring your kids to the playground, um, even the, the state had recommended doing a couple things. One, don't eat while you're at the playground, um, <laughs> and specifically for kids because they're putting their hands in their mouths and then touching the playground. Um, so bring hand sanitizer with you. That's always a good thing. Um, and also, um, we have not opened up our drinking fountains and our, our water fountains. And that's, again, the guideline through the governor. So when you are coming to the park, bring your own um, bottled water or your own container of water so you want to stay hydrated when you're out in the parks. All right, there are some people, uh, my wife being one actually, who don't want to go out any more than they have to. And that's understandable. Mm -hmm. We're still in a, uh, in, in a virus predicament. Uh, so what about people who decide they want to stay at home? What kind of uh, uh, virtual options are available to them? So um, when the pandemic started up, um, early April, our team started creating what we call FW Parks at Home. And it is a page on our website. So go to fortwayneparks.org and then look for FW Parks at Home. And in that website, it is more virtual stuff that we can do. So our team has created videos and other activities that can be accessed digitally. Um, it includes kids' activities, ex exercise videos, and more. We've done a lot of drone footage of our parks, so there's some great views to, to take a look at that. We've got people that have gone on nature walks and that filmed the whole thing, and, and, and so you can actually feel like you're there looking at all that stuff. And we continue to update that on a regular basis. So when you visited it, come back and visit it a little bit later, and there'll be some new content. So you actually have exercise videos? Yeah. So we've uh, got a couple instructors that um, they do. You're kidding me. No. It's Zoom videos, and we've taped a few of them. Um, we also do some um, Facebook Live videos. We want to stay connected to our, our people and our citizens, um, our clients, that they they look to us to provide mm -hmm. that activity, to keep them going. And, um, I didn't know that. And so we want to keep them going. Um, we also, at our youth centers, um, because we closed our youth centers, um, because, again, kids don't know how to social distance, we've created um, virtual programming um, for kids, and it's, it's those kids that are normally spending their time in our centers. Um, it's when we know that they have to stay home, they can do art, cooking, fitness, educational activities via Zoom, and we do probably 10 to 12 programs each day throughout the day for them to attend, um, get connected with our staff, but also connected with other kids. Because that's one of the things I think that the pandemic is really going to affect is kids socializing. Um, they're, they're used to being close together with their friends and their, their buddies and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to do that as right. much. And so that is one of the things that we want to try to keep focusing on. So we provide the Zoom um, meetings through our, um, our youth centers, and again, it's just trying to keep them active. I still can't get over the fact you have exercise videos. <laughs> Well, well, you, if, you, if you know, in, well, in you know, in college in. they had a thing called the freshman fifteen. You know, I've got the quarantine fifteen. Yeah, I've heard that I, too. Yeah. So now that you have, uh, I did not know that. Well, I'll be darned. Um, Steve, a lot of children in our community uh, rely on the food uh, at the youth centers. Now, because quite frankly, um, sometimes that's the only meal that they get. Now, when schools were canceled and, and our youth centers were closed, uh, obviously we were very concerned about our children. Uh, is Parks and Recreation doing anything 
because of that? Sure. Um, throughout the whole um, first part of April or March, April, and May, um, our Kids Cafe program gave out nightly meals through the shelter in place um, at McMillan Community Center. So we were giving out between um, 100 to 250 meals a night um, throughout that. As we moved into summer, um, and we knew that we weren't going to have our playground program, which again is another place that, that the kids got meals, uh, at least lunch and snacks. Um, we've been working with Fort Wayne Community Schools to make sure that there's still a place for, for kids to have a meal. Um, they are, um, as we partnered with the schools, their extension, they're providing that at the schools, um, so that is an opportunity. Uh, plus, at our, our McMillan Community Center, we distribute food um, every Friday. It's kind of a backpack program. So kids take home meals for the weekend um, to get them through to Monday when the school um, lunches and, and are back open. Speaking of, of activities that had to be canceled and, and buildings that had to be closed and so on, uh, there is a really a significant list of uh, different things that parks and recreation do. Uh, some of these scheduled projects or programs, uh, for instance, uh, the concert series at the Follinger, uh, were there other ones that were canceled that people might be uh, wondering about? All right, so you're correct. We had to take a look at um, our facilities, at our programming, and there were a few that um, we couldn't modify to meet the current guidelines. And so we had to close, um, an example, our Lifetime Sports Academy in McMillan Park. Um, we would get between 600 to 800 kids a day um, through the park participating in golf, tennis, swimming, um, and then also just the, um, the pavilion activities that they had. And because of our, our requirements for um, gathering sizes had to be minimized, we ended up having to close the Sports Academy we also had to close our swimming pools. Um, one of the requirements was anybody had to wear, or everyone had to wear a mask inside the pool area. Um, just wasn't a safe environment in, in our thoughts. Also, show, social gathering sizes we couldn't have up to with the three to 500 people that we would have in the, the pool deck and everything mm -hmm. like that. Um, our day camps were the other thing that really was impacted. Um, they couldn't have the amount of kids. Again, we were having 200 to 350 kids a week at the camp, and there was five days a week. Um, and social gatherings, um, the camp activities were all, it's a communal thing. So you're, you're grabbing um, art supplies, you're, you're taking long, hawks, long walks in big groups, and um, we couldn't modify those. Um, we were able, though, so once we closed our camps, we were able to um, create something called pods. So pods is another activity. It's a half a day. Um, it's all it's five days a week and it's either in the morning or the afternoon and you could sign up for both um, but it's smaller groups and we're we limited the the group activity to about um, 15 to 20 kids in that group mm -hmm. so if in fact somebody were to get sick it wasn't um, we weren't affecting 200 or 300 kids at one time it was just a small group um, and knock on wood we haven't had any issues so far and um, our crews are, are making sure that everything is sanitized when we do arts and crafts and those type of activities, it's a smaller group. And we've prepackaged art supplies, so you're dealing with your own art supplies as opposed to a big pile where you're reaching into. Again, kind of a little bit different, and we, we knew we had to modify it. Um, but there's some other things that we've um, had to look at, and that's, um, as you mentioned, the theater. 
Um, we've been talking with all of our concert uh, promoters and or bands that we, we even hire, and a lot of them are not looking to perform in 2020. So we've moved all of our big bands or big concerts to next year. Um, and we've also, in the process, have added a couple new ones that we, we haven't uh, announced yet, but they're coming and some good, good acts. We didn't want to close our theater altogether, though. And so we started looking at what's locally available, and that's the community bands and maybe the children's choir and things like that. So we're still working with those groups to see if we can still provide some activity. Knowing that um, we have to social distance in our house, and our house holds up to about 2,700 people, we know that we have to separate. Not every row can be filled, mm -hmm. and we have to separate um, that. We go from about 2,700 people down to about 500 people. So we've looked out. We've created a seating chart that meets those guidelines. And so as we start putting in those um, local bands, we're going to try to um, get an opportunity to still provide some recreational music opportunities. Um, we're also partnering with a, a local uh, not-for-profit to, to provide some other kind of um, music and, and environment at the theater. Steve, it's unquestionably uh, a lot of what our city experiences in the summer uh, involves parks and recreation. Uh, so, uh, you said this a few minutes ago, but can you remind our, our listeners again how, how they can get a complete list of those activities that currently Parks and Recreation is uh, supplying, uh, either virtually or in person? Yes. Um, our Fun Times, it's located at our website, fortwayneparks.org. Um, it's about two things down. It's real easy to find. It's all digital, and like I said, there's about 60 pages worth of of um, activities to do, um, and it's all in a safe environment. Um, so follow us at fortwayneparks.org, but we also encourage people to use social media. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Fort Wayne Parks. Um, so we provide a lot of updates to what's going on um, through social media, and a lot of people are going towards social media. So either one, um, the, the website or social media is where you can find us. Fantastic. That's great stuff, Steve. Unfortunately, everyone, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, but I want to thank you, Steve, again for, for coming, and I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. It is another great day in this city of Fort Wayne. Let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.